0: hello everyone and welcome to the protagonist podcast where each week we look at a great character in a great story i'm joe dorowski and this week we are discussing cozy reality tv or crafty reality TV. Not sure which. Uh, and joining us is producer Andrew. Welcome, Andrew.
1: Hello. I think I think cozy's a good term for it.
0: Yeah, because it's not all craft that we're gonna talk about. Um, this will be one of the special episodes we're we just kind of talk through a style of storytelling that has become very popular. We've done it with special episodes about um fan fiction or video game storytelling. And in this one, we're talking about reality TV but a certain flavor of reality TV.
1: And and really, like reality competition.
0: Yes, but also a certain flavor of reality competition. <laughs> because the stuff we're going to be talking about is distinct from something like Survivor or The Challenge or American Idol, right? Yeah. That's kind of what we're thinking. Um, and specifically, this came about because uh, Andrew and I were fishing around for potential uh, topic ideas And I can't remember how you had phrased it, but you just kind of said something like The Great British Baking Show,
1: (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of those those types, right? The Great British Baking Show. I think it was because I've been watching the newest season, of The Great Product Throwdown. Mm -hmm. That's available on HBO Max. And so it was on my mind.
0: And it is a very distinct uh, mode of storytelling and one that has become very popular uh in the last i mean really i'd say the last decade um it was probably around some examples before then but it feels like in the last decade it's taken off and particularly with the success of the great british baking show i think that format has been adopted into many different kinds of crafting reality tv shows yeah i'd say british baking was probably like the leader for it Mm
1: -hmm. more than anything else
0: now, for the history of reality TV and the way that it fits in, um, I think MTV's The Real World is generally cited as like what we recognize as reality TV as the first example of that. And then Survivor, for American TV audiences, is the first competition uh, reality TV show that really took off. Now, there are antecedents going back to hidden camera shows or um, Star Search um, as kind of like like talent show style. Um, but uh, Survivor in the summer of 2000 is what brought reality TV to main network television and particularly that kind of competition elimination style and it spawned all sorts of um imitators many of which only lasted a season but a few from that kind of early era that are still around though sometimes with gaps in them will be something like the bachelor or american idol um are still going um mtv's the challenge which is about to become CBS's the challenge i believe is <laughs> another one that takes uh uh contestants from previous reality shows and puts them into a new reality show um and then there's a whole vein of baking reality shows whether it's top chef or um chopped or Food Network star, um, you know, that are um, doing this. But then there's something about the Great British Baking Show, I think, that just really captured audiences and made a lot of producers say, I want that. But with quilting, <laughs> right? Or mm-hmm. uh, or, or with uh, pottery, you know, the one that you just mentioned, the Great Pottery Throwdown.
1: I think the British Baking Show is the one that made it cozy.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Survivor, Survivor's not cozy. No. And nor is chopped. Like, there's a... Um, Attention.
1: Yeah, the, the cooking shows tended to be
0: harsher, it, which British baking is obviously cooking in some form. But And it's also still elimination, like someone goes home every week. But it mm-hmm. just like I, I, cozy is really the right word for it, I think, um, that it feels more pleasant in terms of uh, how the contestants are going to interact with each other in terms of our uh, like just the general tone of the show um like think about chopped which is a great tv show that's been going for over a decade now oh yeah sure. it's, uh, but it's dozens of seasons it's it's, it's, the, it's the chopping knives like their big logo and <laughs> like the phrase you have been chopped is very aggressive <laughs> sounding uh and there, uh, there's a harder edge uh to that kind of thing whereas with something like the great Rich baking show everyone hugs uh there's no um real drama about the prize except because because it's just the title like there's no massive prize money that's going to change someone's life the way something like um you know survivor with a million dollar prize like that is a life-changing amount of money mm-hmm. <laughs> um but with a great british Baking show it's like no oh, you get the title of great british you know uh great british Baking show champion or great british bake-off champion i think is what it actually is <laughs> you know the title that they're going to get um and there's the editing the music um the talking heads it just feels more pleasant than a lot of the previous incarnations of kind of uh, we're starting with a large cast of uh, 16 to 20 and every week someone's getting eliminated uh, type of reality shows. And out of that um, I think there's a number of shows that we can point to that are saying, okay, this is taking the great British Baking show model and adapting it. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think it is that caused this British reality TV show? To break through,
1: um, oh, that's tough to say because I'm trying to think how long I've been watching
0: Great British Baking Show and it's years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely, like the we'll like chaffesis we'll like probably, probably uh, in my mind for when it started coming to America. Hold on but, a second, you, yeah.
1: You I, it. I don't know how quickly I would have come to it, but it's so hmm. I'm trying to think back like five ish years ago, probably. And what it would have been. I remember people talking about how positive it was, right? The contestants were positive with each other and encouraging each other. And I think that in some degree was like the breath of fresh air from survivor and, Mm -hmm. and chopped and cutthroat kitchen where, I mean, we had had ongoing reality TV. Um, We had had, you know, the episode by episode elimination reality TV, as well as the season long elimination reality TV. And, but something I I do think that the thing that people latched onto for British baking was the positivity, right? It's sad when someone goes home. It's not, I'm one step closer mm-hmm. to victory. It's, oh, they tried really hard and, you know, it wasn't their day.
0: Yeah. And it's different uh, in that when, when with something like um, Cuthbert Kitchen or Survivor, like you are, the contestants actively try and sabotage one another mm-hmm. uh chopped there's not much you can do in the way of sabotaging but there's still definitely glee taken when you look over and you see someone burn something <laughs> um and you just rarely see that kind of tone happening in the great british Bake off and i I did go check it first premiered in england in 2010 and it seems like it came over to the states pretty quick so a good decade of of the great british baking show um airing on pbs or on netflix um is where it's been uh for for american audiences um and i it's yeah i i remember a similar thing to you that the reason people were recommending it to me is because it it was nice <laughs> i just remember that word uh being used for it and american competition cooking competitions I, I mean we had top chef and chopped but then it went to cut through kitchen which is all about how mean can you be to one another <laughs> You know, it, yeah. it really was what kind of cruel sabotage can you force someone else to work through? And this came along and just had a very different um sense to it, where it really did feel celebratory about amateur baking. Uh and, and that, I think that's another element of these were not professionals uh that you know you would see on Chopped or on um Cutthroat Kitchen. Like these weren't people who were cooking was their career, these were home bakers that we're gonna go see how we did cooking for judges <laughs> mm-hmm. and the judges weren't going to be cruel um they sometimes will be harsh <laughs> um but but uh you know if, if you failed they're gonna let you know you failed but it's not the way you know um oh who's the hell's kitchen one gordon ramsay it's yeah. not like gordon ramsay uh, yeah gordon ramsay, <laughs> ramsay and hell's kitchen was something i was thinking is like that's the opposite that is mm-hmm.
1: like the the not nice there's no coziness to that
0: mm-hmm. and um, I think I've seen every season of Great British Bake Off and it's had different hosts and judges and it has managed to always feel right <laughs> when it's on. Even if like some of the the hosts or, or judges have, have I've preferred over some of the other ones, it's never felt like a, a major misfire mm-hmm. um, for me. And I think it's also the way the contestants are going to interact with each other and the kind of casting that they do where these really do come across as just regular people, um, who aren't, uh, you know, driven by fame or the money prize or anything like that. And then there's also, it must be acknowledged the editing where it's not like swinging knives, (laughs) like chops in between. It is pastoral images of England Mm -hmm. is, is what we're going to get. Uh, and maybe a bunny hopping through as, uh, stringed instruments play an accompaniment uh, and then we will enter the tent uh, with the contestants so every everything about it I think was meant to feel less competitive and more inviting and also more communal than a lot of previous um, shows and yet it does maintain that one person goes home each week but it's treated as almost like a tragedy it's like oh we've got to do this <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like we said there's any number of Shows that we can point to as mimicking mimicking that season long. We're going to start with a core cast, and you're going to get to know each one of these cast members throughout the season uh, until we're whittled down, usually to like a final three. Um, what are some of your favorite other versions of this? Um, uh, well,
1: so we're talking about the season long one now, mm-hmm. not the episodic.
0: Yeah, we we can jump over and talk some the about the episodic at the end or or after we we cover these. Um,
1: I do, I do enjoy the the pottery throwdown, which mm-hmm. I think is maybe the most purely mimicking this tone like it's british it's handcrafting. there's an oven involved right like something about it it's <laughs> hits the notes the most closely i think
0: and um, it really it has the same uh we're gonna have a a first challenge and mm-hmm. then uh, isn't usually three challenges in the yeah. episode or is it two it's usually three so because oh, yeah kind of a technical or no well they break Wait, the first challenge
1: the first challenge is broken there's a main challenge which involves making and painting right and so, and so the things first have day to, is things have to to bake for a day and then and while so baking, like, you do a mini challenge yeah so there's two parts to that and then there's a a throwing challenge typically where
0: like yeah you're sitting at the pottery wheel for an hour mm-hmm. you know and doing some stuff and you may uh be molding stuff but it's it's not going to go to the kiln where it's like okay right. i want you to go shape uh you know a a tea set uh in yeah like one hour make plates like make
1: bowls you know, mm-hmm. do something specific, and so I'd say that's the one I think is is most close to um, British baking show. I think making it wants very much to be the American, yeah. British baking show. I think it it wants it the most, mm-hmm. um, which is the the Nick Offerman, Amy Poehler, um, crafting, and the I think one of the things that's a struggle for that is it's all around crafting. Mm-hmm. so it's like okay now you have to do some stuff that involves woodworking and re- repurposing garbage and all these but, different but things awesome. and some, some of it it's like use your personal skills but like mm-hmm. it gets pretty bold
0: well as to say for that one uh I, th- I think it's pleasant but it doesn't have the same magic it like it doesn't quite mm-hmm. capture the same as the great British baking show or the great pottery throwdown um a, but I've watched both seasons that have aired I will watch a third if there is one I assume there is but I haven't gone to double check yeah um but it does seem to be missing a little bit of the charm of the British I think, ones. I think maybe
1: the the thing that's different is the British ones are pretty much purely earnest mm-hmm. and, um, and making it is a little comedy heavy because it, it's two comedians.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, well, but, like, the, but, the but the great British, British baking, baking show has I mean. also like, had
1: two comedians doing their, but in but, the British baking show, they are like, lowercase h hosts
0: Mm -hmm. and in making it its uppercase h hosts yeah i see what you mean with that i would say also one thing that i find with making it is sometimes the challenge is something like um go make a child's uh playroom and each person is going to do the kind of crafting that they do for the wall decorations you know but there can be so distinct that it almost feels like you're, you're comparing apples to oranges, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas with the Great British Baking Show, it is go make this exact cake and you have 12 versions of that cake in front of you and you, even as a home viewer, can look at it and say, that's the best one. Uh, you know, or at least that one looks the right. You know, you can't taste it, but you can look at it and say, that one looks baked exactly like the model that they had and that one is falling apart. I can see it. But with the making it, sometimes it's like, ah, uh, I, I don't know which skill set is actually harder, uh, whether it's the wood woodworking one or the felt one. Uh, I, I don't know which one I'm supposed to be more impressed by. Right, so it's harder to to
1: make a comparison in your mind and and mm-hmm. make a a judgment whether you agree or disagree with the judges. Yes. Um, and then Netflix has has done a number of these. I mean, there's there's a number, you know, like we
0: have no shortage of these. Um, I mean, you, I will just say, like, you have Project Runway, but I know besides Project Runway, there's been I think two different making of, making the cut is making one the of cut, online. which is I think on Apple or no on Amazon. Or was that the one on Neva? But there's one on Netflix and one on, on Amazon that are basically the same thing as Project Runaway. Right. Uh, so sometimes we have like derivative versions of something that feels a little derivative of uh, you know, these other competition shows. Exactly. Um uh
1: but Netflix has blown away, which I think is maybe their most successful attempt at matching this. Mm-hmm. Um it, it feels like to me at least. I mean, with Netflix, you never know if you're the only person watching it or if it mm-hmm. is. In fact, quite popular. They even did a holiday miniseries of it. so it feels like they're blown away. And I, they have um, like metal shop masters. Like it's clear that they're attempting to do this in a variety of areas. right, So, but blown away. Let's let's talk about that one first. It's glass blowing,
0: right? And that's one that I, I immediately was like, why why are they promoting this every time i log into netflix and then we watch the first episode it's like okay i'm watching the whole series of this mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is this is going to be a thing i watch um because the uh in that one like the the act of making the craft is so cinematic and mm-hmm. uh it is uh almost meditative to watch them do uh the glass blowing and and then you also do get a very satisfying reveal because when you watch them do the glass blowing very often, it's not the colors that you end up with. like what you're seeing as it is glowing hot. And as they're manipulating the molten glass and shaping it, uh, it's going to look very different after it's gone to the annealer and cooled, you know, at very controlled temperatures. So it doesn't shatter. Um, and then also I think that one has, uh, an inherent tension because anything could break at any second. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Even if they've done like everything, right. So, so it has both a very, um, soothing visual aspect, but a sense of tension, uh, that runs through it.
1: Mm. -hmm. Um, the other thing, well, and I feel like the ones that I feel strongest about do all have some sort of fire element. And most of these that we've listed out seem to, Right, metal metalworking is going to have heat and fire, baking, um, pottery making. It does not. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about forged and fire later, um, right? Because that one's an episodic instead of a season long one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know if that has some sort of magic to it, <laughs> where it's like, okay, big ovens. Heating stuff like that's going to be relevant. Um, the it, it is a gift to the director. We're like, yes. okay, give me that shot. <laughs> Point the camera and, that way. Um, one of the other things about Blown Away that I think is really good is everyone is doing the same thing, even even more so than pottery or baking
0: um i'd say yes and no because with like baking they're all making the exact same cake often like depending on the challenge it's Uh, true but maybe for the showcase like a uh, duplication challenge but but the showcase one there is uh the individuality comes through whereas with the the blown away i think there's always that element of individuality but they're always Mm -hmm. working with the same glass that's
1: that's what i meant like they you get to really see their personal creativity because Mm. you're so thoroughly within the same medium right which, like which sometimes with, with, baking, to... with baking sometimes oh. they're making completely different dough mm-hmm. um or something like
0: that or yeah, pottery which which challenge we're doing
1: pottery becomes so different and it's like okay like there are certain limitations to glass where everything's going to have certain similarities and then you have those constraints with which you have to be creative um
0: oh there was something I was going to say oh I was going to say sometimes it's frustrating because there was one season where there was one person on blown away who really felt like they may have been like the best craftsman, like had the most control of the glass, but they always were resisting doing the actual challenge they were given. And were just trying to find a way to do what they wanted and kind of half make it fit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. And, I know exactly what you're talking about. And eventually got eliminated, but it was almost like, ah, uh, I wish you hadn't been eliminated, but you need to be eliminated. Cause you're just not doing the prompts they're giving you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: but, but also he felt, the least in line with all the others like he had been an instructor to some of the others
0: yeah and it's with all of these typically we're seeing uh everyone's at the same level like with uh chopped unless it's the themed episode of home cooks these are all usually professional chefs uh or you know people who have worked in restaurants or have had professional training with um great pottery throwdown they tend to be specifically amateur um what do they call them throwers is that what the term is potters i don't know <laughs> Uh, but, you know, th- none of them are like professionals who are making a career out of this, um, yeah. at least yet. And with Blown Away, um, it is so specialized. You absolutely must have specific training in order to be on the show. Uh, but typically, there are people who seem to be either saying, like, I've made this a hobby that I do on the side and there's a place that I can do it in my hometown um, or I've just come out of school. But th- he was like an actual instructor and was like known to the judges professionally. Yeah
1: um which which ones do you want to talk about for the season long while we're still in season long what you you've let me talk about a few mm-hmm. which ones do you want to bring up
0: i think it's one that is interesting just because my kids have gotten into them is both the lego masters and domino masters which i am i should double check but i'm 90 percent sure they're from the same production company and filmed in the same warehouse <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which are fairly recent ones um that are exactly what you would imagine it it to be. So, uh Lego Masters is a Lego building based competition and Domino Masters is a domino uh based uh, uh competition where teams are given a prompt um and they have uh, a set amount of time in order to create something that will fulfill that prompt uh and then uh you know they're judged and so- someone goes home. And I, again, I can't quite put my fingers on what makes it feel a little different than the British ones, but it does feel like a little more com- competitive and harder, ed- harder edged than the uh, Great Pottery Throwdown or Great British Baking Show. Um, but in all of these, I think it's what what is so interesting with something like Blown Away or uh, Lego Masters is they're largely using the same materials, but mm-hmm. they're given a prompt and then the direction that they go in can be so... Creative and different, um, and it's it's all in, in the case of Lego Masters. Like it's all the same square b- bricks that we all have in our homes. If you have kids, you've got Legos floating around and you've stepped on them and it hurts. Uh, but to see some of the stuff that they're able to build in, you know, a ten-hour window of time, it's like, oh my goodness, I had never thought of it that way. But also, I never would have conceptualized that this is the direction I'm going in. <laughs> you know, with it, uh, and um, those b- both of those take something that is familiar and shows you ways that they can be elevated. Like I haven't watched much, like I've really only seen the finale of one episode of Domino Masters, but it was like a room sized space that they had filled with dominoes and built this sprawling domino thing, uh, that, that, um, I think they had 12 hours, uh, to to build with. And uh, it had the dominoes like uh, going up towers, and you know, going going vertically, and then dropping back down, uh, and and going into separate lines and other things. And even if it's not like I've ever felt the call to go do something with dominoes, I haven't. I, it just feels like it would be frustrating because I know I would bump it so frequently. It is just impressive to see uh, what they're able to manage with this thing that I'm familiar enough with that I've got some ideas, but it still gives you those moments of huh i didn't know you could do that with that um and in those moments where it's not just the mastery of whatever tool you know uh medium they're playing in whether it is legos or dominoes or glass uh but it's it's just like oh i didn't i never would have th- thought of doing that or like uh, in a uh, great British baking show when i still remember the uh the lion head um oh with the bread uh, bread bake where it's like oh they manipulated bread and dough in a way that I never would have thought possible and never would have thought to attempt. Uh, And it just can stick with you uh, to, to see that kind of creativity. Mm -hmm. Have you watched either Lego masters or domino masters that I, the kids are probably a little young to be interested in. Yeah. I think
1: I've watched an episode or two of Lego masters and it, and it didn't pull me in, Mm -hmm. in part because I was watching other shows that that we're talking about. Uh Um, And so I had that particular
0: you know, creative competition itch scratched already. Yeah, and if I was watching it with my kids, I don't think I'd have I'd have pulled them up. Uh, um, but it's it's nice to have some of these shows you know to watch with my kids. Yes, it it is nice. That's another
1: benefit to these is it's kind of a a whole family mm-hmm. can enjoy it kind of thing. You don't have to worry about watching it after the kids go down or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Now you have put two on this list where we're just kind of throwing down some of the ones we're familiar mm-hmm. with that. I'm not, I, I don't know. Um, big flower fight. I can guess.
1: That is something with. I think our sister Kate had sent out to the family when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a Netflix one. Um, and I, I had a question mark next to it cause I wasn't sure if it was season long, but I assume it is um, where it's. Is it, it's, is it it's, flower
0: crafting basically?
1: Yes. Um, I think heavily um, like flower planting and arranging. More
0: mm-hmm. than just just arranging. It does look like it was season long. It was on Netflix. It looks like the same teams were going through. Okay, um, from my quick glance here, uh, and then you also put all that glitters, which I don't know at all. I had never heard of that till you.
1: I I think I saw as I was watching pottery. I think it got recommended to me, and it's jewelry making. Okay, so it's little gems and small bits of of silver and gold and and all of that.
0: Okay, it does look like it's. Britain's next jewelry star is its subheading as i as I pulled it up
1: if you if you had to ask me who was the last jewelry star in Britain, I wouldn't be able
0: to tell you yeah and it's not something I am super familiar with um that realm, but it's also one that I immediately know it for for those who know it matters a lot.
1: <laughs> I think this fits into a category of things that that you've talked about some before um in In crime shows, they like you enjoy episodes where they're diving into a subculture. Mm -hmm. And these are shows about subcultures like that, right? Where all of a sudden you're like, oh, there is a there's a society. There is, you know, people
0: who know things. There are celebrities that I've never heard of. Well, like the uh, blown away. That is such a specialized field. I think every season there's people who are like, oh, I know that one. <laughs> like, I went to school with this one or I had a class with that person because it is a very small uh, realm, uh, you know, of people who are working artistically as glassblowers. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine same with like professional level jewelry making. It would be kind of like, you know, who else is doing this? <laughs> yes. Uh, out there. Baking is a little more wide open.
1: Um, and then you you
0: also had mentioned Metal Shop Masters.
1: I'm not familiar which, with this which. Which I was just aware that it's on Netflix. Is
0: I it's think it what came out like. after. Yeah,
1: it came up <laughs> after Blown Away. I think trying to, you know, again match the same stuff.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I'm looking at the little promo image. It's what I thought it was going to be. Okay, could have guessed that. There's sparks flying. If you're wondering, and someone wearing a welding mask.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so a group of metal artists, uh torch cut and weld epic creations from hardened steel. Uh, yep. and like then,
1: like you said, like once you hear what the category is basically for the, the art or craft that they're doing,
0: um, you basically know exactly what you're getting. And and there's one that I haven't seen at all, but a brother John mentioned called Good with Wood. It is a woodworking one. Mm-hmm. it's on discovery plus which i don't have eventually that may be hbo max because discovery and hbo just merged um so i haven't i haven't watched any of that one but again it's as soon as you hear it's about wood crafting it's called good with wood you kind of say okay well it's a great british making show format with <laughs> with woodworking yep um and and you know what to expect and you know what it sounds like i'd be interested i would probably watch it if i had ready access right now <laughs> Um, is there a field that you feel is untapped thus far for these kinds of reality shows?
1: Um, I've been waiting for the boutique podcast reality competition show. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: the, the footage, look, like it's really, <laughs> it's just people talking to microphones. Is is yeah. the footage that we'd have in this one?
1: <laughs> um, that's obviously a joke. Um, I. I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's some like anything um, cooking, anything cooking based. There's already five of them, right? There's cakes, there's cupcakes, there's cookies, there's baking. Uh, Oh, there's
0: like the Halloween Wars on
1: Mm -hmm. uh or or Food Network that I've watched from the kids for years, which is Food Network has been doing this. There's been so much of this on Food Network.
0: So this last season, they ruined Halloween Wars. Like they changed the format and got rid of the pumpkin carving element where it used to be like combined pumpkin carving with baking uh, into a scene. And they kind of got rid of all the pumpkin carving. But now they have a show called Outrageous Pumpkins, which is just pumpkin carving with no baking. So it's like they separated it out. Uh, And Outrageous Pumpkins is better than this new version of Halloween Wars. I hope they go back to the old version of Halloween Wars. Okay. Um, I really. It's all agreed. I don't know if there's anything in
1: particular that I'm like, Oh, I wish they would do this reality TV competition. I mean, they, even um, I I would expect them to have tried anything I think of. And I was like, I'm looking around my room for ideas. I'm like book binding. Yeah. There might actually already be one. Um,
0: There was a filmmaking one like Project Greenlight, which was making short mm-hmm. films uh, and um, and trying to get a, a you know contacts in Hollywood. Essentially, uh, there's probably a tie dye
1: masters. I mean, I know there's tattoo stuff. There's Hollywood oh, right. makeup and, and yeah. like face off. Oh is, yeah, is there's like been a, a lot creature of creature ones, right? Yeah.
0: Um, um, there was the, a superhero one for on Sci Fi Channel with Stanley when he was still alive. Oh, I remember. Yeah,
1: I think it's a, a little bit
0: different a little bit different It was about making a superhero character basically yeah i think that was a
1: little more survivor and bachelor but
0: Mm -hmm. i think it
1: predates this trend really okay um i've uh, said that there needs to be
0: one about becoming judges on these reality shows like becoming the next great reality show judge that (laughs) is gold because (laughs) they keep making these they gotta have people talking about these and also for some of these um the judges have to carry a lot of the load. Like with mm-hmm. all the cooking ones, you have to be able to describe what is tastes right and not in ways that remain interesting. And that is a skill set that not everyone has. Uh like on Iron Chef, I remember when they'd have celebrity celebrity judges. Sometimes uh you'd get like two comments of them during the the tasting portion. It's because mm-hmm. they don't know how to talk about food in a way that's interesting to an at-home audience. Yes, absolutely. And I um
1: I actually really like that idea because each episode is a different <laughs> reality competition. Like you yeah. bring some <laughs> expert glassmakers, and then you bring pottery people, and then you bring chefs, and then you bring, and so you're cycling through all these things. And it's like I have to figure out a way to like try and judge this with some. Like I am gonna go home. Like their job is to do research mm-hmm. on this subculture and try and be able to to speak T- to it in some way, right? Where there's yeah. like an actual like. So every episode they bring in like four. Contestants in one of these categories, and two actual judges, <laughs> and then this person has to be a fake judge. Oh, and then what if somebody was like trying to guess who the real judges were and who was the fake judge? Yeah, well, now we're entering into oh. like the
0: uh, is it cake Netflix yes. reality show yeah, competition. I don't, I don't want to dip into that, but it's actually because <laughs> that's a different but, field, which is its own thing. It's not it the cozy reality sound, show.
1: <laughs> it does sound kind of fun to to say like okay, but I am watching and I'm trying to figure out who's the actual expert in this field. And who's uh-huh. the fraud who <laughs> just had like three hours of research before this yeah. as they judge it. That sounds kind of fun, which does remind me there's another one that is season long called uh, Crime Scene Kitchen, which I really, really enjoyed. And I hope it comes back for another season.
0: See, I watched um, watch one episode and I I, I wasn't sure thinking back on it. Was that one season longer? Was it one episode? So that was a season long uh, competition. Yes. People that were getting eliminated.
1: Yes, it was. And so the premise for that one was cooking and baking. And the teams of two, there was a set and it was it was the quote unquote kitchen where something had been made. And so they had to look for evidence of, oh, there's cinnamon powder on the counter. There is red food coloring in the trash can, like based on the the information they can identify, like the raspberries are open. um, This stuff is in the in the dishwasher. So it's been cleaned. What was baked here? Theoretically, that's the crime. (laughs) that they are investigating is what was cooked here, what was baked. And then they have to try and recreate it. And the most accurate recreation is the winner. And so they went through a series of of like 10 or 12 episodes. um, And every week somebody was sent home and so on.
0: And also one thing I've noticed is you can always see Um, who's had their TV show canceled and is just looking for a gig by who's hosting (laughs) some of these reality (laughs) TV show competitions. Will Arnett's the host of Lego masters. He, you know, had arrested development, but he's also had like three or four other sitcoms since then that just haven't quite landed. And Mm -hmm. now, now he's on Lego masters and, uh, Oh, it's someone from Modern Family is hosting Domino Masters, and I'm not saying. I mean, if you were on, you know, one of those shows that's still in syndication, you're doing fine. <laughs> but it's sometimes it's like, okay, I, I haven't found my next 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 thing, so I'm hosting one of these right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to stay busy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about it, like really any any hobby. I think. Can become interesting enough to carry this. Um, like when I see some of the stuff that people do with, uh, like crocheting and knitting. Like, surely there must be a crocheting or knitting one of these. I know there was a quilting one, like the great there's, there's quilting bean. Be um, but sometimes I see some of those things online. I'm like, how do they make that <laughs> out of this? And so I think you could, or or even painting. You know, why why don't we have a painting one of these? Like we've had Bob Ross uh, as cozy painting, but could we do like a cozy? Uh, you know, everyone's supposed to go paint an, uh, a night seascape. Uh, and, and, you know, we get 10 minutes of seeing them go through their, you know, talking about their color choices. And then you see, oh, these people are all competent painters, but they all did something very different, you know, right here.
1: And that sounds actually very
0: interesting. Um, All right. Then there's the the what I call the chopped model, Um, because that's the as far as I could tell, was like the first that really did this. We're going from four to three to, to a face off and declaring a winner uh, right. in one episode. So chopped has been on for it was it's hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I looked it up one time. I'm going to go check uh, how many episodes it, it is. It's
1: got to be so many. And so so is Cutthroat Kitchen, which
0: is the same model. Yes. Uh, the other one didn't last as long as chopped. It uh, hasn't been it hasn't been around.
1: But there's quite a bit uh, of it still.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. So yeah, Chopped has s- over six hundred. It's says six hundred thirty-five episodes and thirty-nine special episodes of Chopped. So heading towards a thousand episodes of Chopped. This is a format that really works. <laughs> yes, and uh, and it's
1: like repeatable within the same the same the same concept. Oh, it over debuted and over.
0: A- around the same time as Great British Baking Show. Uh, it debuted in two thousand nine. Great British Baking Show was two thousand ten. Oh feels like chopped has been part of my life for longer than that. I would have I would have said it had been earlier 2000s. Yeah, much earlier. Um but so so uh you you give four contestants in this model a task they tend to have the exact same uh materials available to them. And then uh in your in your able, you know, your first commercial block, you know, in the case of chopped, it is making um an appetizer uh, based on a, uh, you know four random ingredients that you're given. And they all are, are all given the same random ingredients and have the access to the same refrigerator. Uh, and then the judges will eliminate one of them. And then you have three people making a main course. Again, random basket of ingredients, uh, access to the same materials in the kitchen, and everyone's gonna make something distinct uh, and individual. Uh, and then uh, the dessert round is the last two that are left uh, going head to head. And then you declare the winner. In the case of Chopped, I believe it's $10,000 that they've done as the prize for the entire run of the show. I think that um, seems
1: to be kind of the standard take home for this month For a
0: single. Yeah. For for season long ones, it tends to be a little higher. Um, so, I mean, famously, Survivors, uh, a million. But I know I was looking at a couple others that were like $500,000 prizes or $100,000 prizes for season long competitions. Um, And this model fits very well into the hour long format. <laughs> yes. Getting you just enough time to get to know all four contestants to... Pick a favorite, uh, and then see these levels, and you know, heading down to the showdown where you probably have one that you want to win versus the other. And for the traditional hour-long block with, uh, you know, uh, three commercial breaks, it, it works pretty perfectly, which is why I mm-hmm. think it's been repeated uh, several times. Uh, one that I know I you mentioned is Forged and Fire. Uh, I've watched some of that on Netflix. Um, I've I, I I haven't watched a ton, but that is that same competition, but with is it knife making or blade making that they call it?
1: Um, they, I'd say typically blade making cause they, they always call them bladesmiths.
0: And sometimes they do swords instead of knives, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I
0: did Yeah. I, like I it think usually ends with person. a
1: sword. So, so okay. the, the eliminations are for making a knife and then the finale is going to be making typically a sword. Okay. Um, and yeah, I have, I've, I've watched almost all of the episodes that are available on streaming, um, for this one. Um, and it's, I mean, you just get into a rhythm like you, like you would with chopped where mm-hmm. you start recognizing the mistakes. I, I i think, I don't think we've talked about this element of it oh, where yeah. you start criticizing them. You become an expert so quickly. Okay. Let's talk say, about some of the season long ones first doing this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so what are the, like the critiques in season long stuff? I mean, with British baking, you're going to, Oh, you've got to prove it.
0: And it's underproved,
1: it's underproved. Don't do, not use
0: do not use rose water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And don't, uh, and for chopped, it's truffle oil. Like if, as soon as they're grabbing either rose water and for baking or truffle oil for cooking, it's like, no, you're, stop it. Uh, uh, yeah. Underproving the dough, um, and opening the oven too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't open it. You just got to look. Leave it, uh, leave it. <laughs> uh, for the great British baking show. Oh, what are some of the other ones? Oh, it's, um, when they show like their plans, Mm -hmm. there's many times where it's just like that's too ambitious you don't have enough time for all that you can't Mm -hmm. cut out that many little detailed uh you know pieces of fondant
1: yeah you start (laughs) predicting it's like how much of that is actually going to get done Uh
0: (laughs) uh-huh and and my favorite is when it's something like blown away i knew zero about glass blowing other than like elementary school you know like film like, strip level of familiar, yeah, like, you know, like how okay, you blow how through it's the made tube, how it's you blow made through videos. the tube <laughs> you know that's it but then immediately with like three episodes into blown away i'm like you gotta get that thing in the kneeler it's not gonna have time <laughs> it needs more time it needs more time <laughs> um, or, or it's it, that's getting too big that's getting too big <laughs> yes too ambitious <laughs> um oh what else um I haven't watched enough uh, Project Runway or its derivatives to know outside of like, uh, like, like sometimes just the fabric choices immediately feel like mm-hmm. red flags. Uh, yeah, but I don't you'd know probably that get that.
1: I can't think of anything for British pottery in particular that tells me uh, that something's well, going to be clearly it's not going to work.
0: I, th- I think sometimes size, where it's like I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to crack. You know, <laughs> that, that, when, when that comes out, it will it's be true. cracked. But. Um... Yeah, it's uh, and sometimes oh, I mean the best are when you're surprised. You're like, I don't think that's going to work, and then you see it, and you're like, oh, that is amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yes.
0: Um, but so we, we with so
1: we'll need to talk by the end. We need to talk about like when you get to that final moment, and you're like, this is the clear winner. This is amazing. You know that's like why we actually watch these shows, and it's not even every episode that you get that.
0: But also, I I think sometimes that's frustrating when you they are trying to give you some sense of drama, and you're looking at it, and you're like, this one won. Like we don't have to <laughs> like see mm-hmm. the judges sit around and ponder uh who's who's going home this week or or yeah like uh, either way, where it's like well their their cake fell apart, they've lost, right, like do we have to go see the judges in the tent to talk about how close this is it's it shouldn't be a close decision, so sometimes the the manufacturing of drama can be frustrating uh with it um when it, when someone is standing out so clearly on either end of like well that's that's clearly the best or that's clearly the worst, mm-hmm. I I agree with that. Um, in um,
1: in forged in fire, the immediate red flags are quenching
0: in water. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched tons or as much as you have, but I knew that one right because <laughs> mm-hmm. it cracks is what happens. Yeah, it, right? it's it's too much too suddenly. Uh-huh. The the temperature drop. Yeah, because usually it, they going to quench oil, in which they heat up
1: the oil okay. to a certain temperature, and when they drop it in the water, it's basically room temperature water no matter what it sucks up too much of the temperature too quickly Mm -hmm.
0: um another one that i have seen i feel like often enough that i know it's a no-no is when they try to remove too much of the metal on the belt sander or something like the grinder is that what it's called yeah they're, they're really leaning in i it feels like the blade always snaps when they do that when they're like, Oh, it's too thick. I'm going to go thin it off in there. I'm like, I think you need to pound that out, (laughs) you know, with the, uh, go heat that up and, and thin it, uh, with the sledgehammer, uh, instead of going and trying to grind it down.
1: There's some of that. I'd say the, um, there's a constant one when they are making canister Damascus, which means basically they put all of the metal into a little container and they melt it together in that. It's not like, not like casting metal. Um, because it's it's a forging process. But basically, theoretically, if you coat the inside of the canister with whiteout, or as they keep calling it, liquid paper, um, mm-hmm. and let it dry, that will create a barrier that means that you can peel off the outside cheap metal. Uh-huh.
0: I've but got it, a percentage in my head of how often it seemed like that worked in the handful of, you know, in the number of episodes I watched, which is dozens, I think. Mm-hmm. But I saw this move done several times. Uh, you've watched more. Let's see if we we're close. I'm going to say it's about 20% of the time that works exactly as they planned. I'm going to say 5%. <laughs> it That's... works as planned. <laughs> like, like,
1: I can remember one time where I, saw it. I was like, hey, it actually like really worked <laughs> recently. Um, yeah, for the most part, it is. It doesn't work. At all Uh, like for for a variety of reasons like they sometimes put the metal in while the whiteout's still wet and so it doesn't work and and so every time the judges see them get the whiteout they say it's a waste of time put it in grind off the cheap metal Uh like you can remove that at the grinder properly Mm -hmm. and it's and it's a waste of time because if it doesn't work you're trying to peel off this metal that is attached right. And and so that sort of stuff never works. And so that's one of the ones um, that we see most often. Um, they try to sometimes they have hardened steel and they try to drill a hole through it. And so you're just like waiting for that drill bit to snap. So you see that a lot.
0: Oh, I can. I, as you said that, like I pictured the drill bit snapping and I heard the little sound it makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the high pitched squeaks squeak, snap. <laughs> yep.
1: Um. So I'd say those are the biggest ones. Um, That you would see on an ongoing basis as like, oh no, I'm like I've become an expert on this. This is not going to work.
0: <laughs> when in reality, we like we know nothing outside of what we've been shown on this TV show. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I know
1: it because the judges have repeated it. Probably,
0: yeah. Um, there was one other of these uh, shows that follows this format that I saw. Um, what what, what network airs? Um, Fortune and Fire.
1: Uh, History Channel.
0: Okay, it was on the History Channel. And I only became aware of this because it was hosted by a former Survivor contestant, Colby Donaldson from Survivor Australia, was the host of The Butcher on History Channel, which was. Oh, uh, they were they were
1: butchering like wild game animals, weren't they? It was like, well, gators it, it and sounded snakes. like
0: uh, from the I watched the trailer for it. It looked like it was going to be two rounds of like trying to do meat they're familiar with. But then the the last round would be an animal no one in the room probably had ever butchered before, like an ostrich or an alligator. <laughs> And they had to go get the cuts of meat just right. And it's uh, it just say the trailer. There was a lot of raw meat, just a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably, I remember probably more seeing raw those meat trailers. than I wanted to see for, for an hour straight. Um, But it was, uh, you know, I, I, I only came across it because it was like, Colby Donaldson was hosting this from Survivor Australia. Um, So, th- yeah, th- that's one I if we were, again, like spitballing. What do we need for reality competitions? Like butchering probably wouldn't come up on my big whiteboard uh, of ideas. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And as far as I could tell, that had one six episode season and doesn't sound like there's gonna be a second season. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Also, why it. was that on the History Channel? I mean, I know the History Channel has kind of lost. It's focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost its way. It's like, uh, wasn't there a... Uh, it wasn't exactly the stuff we're talking about, but wasn't there like a motorcycle uh, one that was on Discovery Channel where it was like, why is this one on Discovery Channel where they're making them a fancy motorcycle every week? I don't know. Uh, some, sometimes networks lose their focus. I'm just going to say that. Yes,
1: I'd say that is totally fair to say <laughs> is sometimes the networks don't realize what exactly is their brand or they try different things and they think, yeah, this is our brand now. Mm-hmm.
0: Well I think with uh, one reason why the butcher uh reality show ended up on history was because they had Forge and Fire, which they did enough like history of weapon shows that it kind of made sense. Like like I could see how we got from history of weapon shows mm-hmm. to forge and fire. And then I can also see how you got from Forge and Fire to the Butcher, but I can't see how you got from History Channel to the Butcher. <laughs> right. <laughs> if that's the connection you're trying to make. <laughs> right. Um, do, are there any of the other, uh, kind of weekly or yeah, like single episode, uh, elimination ones that stand out to you? Honestly, I was surprised how few of them I could think of when it came really, to it, it feels like a format that should be more flexible than it, than it has been. Um, mm-hmm. especially because chopped has become like, really, that's, that's the food network show that is still going right. Like that's the one. Yeah. Uh, that's been its identity piece for, for a decade now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, seems like there could, there's room in that one. Uh, it, it seems like people embraced the, the season long one more quickly, but I, I'd say everyone go, go check out the, uh, the weekly episode elimination style too. Yes. Why do you think that is like, like, let's just speculate for a second. Why do you think we have more of the season long ones than the weekly ones? I
1: think it's probably because it's. Like they might think it's harder to find, like thirty people to run through mm-hmm. over the course so, of over the course of a season, or I,
0: like that was I my initial it, thought it because be like with, uh, with Chopped, it's like okay, well, of course there's hundreds of chefs and restaurant you know employees that we can we can pull from. Like the pool is pretty large, as you can see with 600 episodes. But Forge and Fire feel like it would be a much smaller smaller pool that mm-hmm. for. for amateur bladesmiths uh and, and so like h- how many seasons is that one that going on? uh eight seasons i think and how i so 100 over 100 episodes at oh this point. E- easily they do like 30, 30 episode seasons okay so at this point if you're an amateur bladesmith and you haven't been on the show like you, you <laughs> might be in the minority <laughs> yeah um whereas for chopped you're still like it, it there's more people that have the level of training of the average shop contestant that have not been on shop than have been on it, even after mm-hmm. six hundred episodes. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can see that for why a cooking show feels like a natural fit. But then the, the next biggest example we get, we we found was bladesmithing, which feels way more niche <laughs> than uh, th- than some of these other competitions. Um, so like the I don't know the format at all of Good with Wood, but it feels like that's one that you could do okay, you know, this weekend we're filming two episodes (laughs) in our Mm -hmm. wood shop, you know, and and do that for a month. (laughs) And, and uh, you've got, you know, a short season uh, of, of content ready to go. And that, that, you know, something like that feels doable to me. Yes, I agree. I think for an audience there is so, so my feeling towards both chopped and forge and fire was they were background shows, right? Like, Yes, you can have that on while you're making dinner or doing dishes or, uh, you know, folding laundry. But with something like Great British Baking Show or even um, the Great Pottery Throwdown, I think I develop more attachment. And so I become more invested in like who really is who is it that's going to win. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can remember some specific people who have won Great British Baking Show or Great Pottery Throwdown. Uh, I can't remember that many specific people who won Chopped. I agree and yeah, that makes a so, big difference yeah there's i think there's a, a different relationship that the viewer is going to develop with the show itself and where um where content has gone i think having that longer term investment may be more important uh than like i will go months without an episode of chopped like i don't, it's not a point in viewing at all uh but when great Risk breaking show is is on like i i probably am going to watch the episode the day it's available on netflix uh, yes. and, and so that may be a reason why that we're seeing more being produced in the season-long model. Yeah. I, it just really did surprise me how few I could think of that were the episodic. And they're certainly can be many that we have not talked about so listeners if you have any favorites that we haven't brought up let us know um this is ones that we were already familiar with or that quick googling brought to our attention not that we did a deep dive into every reality tv show turns out there's a lot by the way yes (laughs) there is no shortage of these uh you know that that uh that would fit in this um but particularly listeners if you have these kinds of cozy reality uh competition shows let us know uh because i it turns out uh, this might be a, a favorite genre of television for me <laughs> to, to, to be able to pull up uh, and enjoy. Uh, Andrew, any final notes that you want to make sure we touch on? No, I think we've covered everything I needed to say. Um, as far as storytelling, I do want to say that there's almost um, kind of what happened with like the Olympics after NBC got the contract, where like be, uh, some of these become like human interest stories about the contestants, where in order to create audience investment, they, they often tell us like the uh you know the difficulties that these these individuals have overcome. But um there's also the element of uh for the season long ones, uh even if we're not getting like the backstories through um, you know, edited packages, like the personalities of the people can come through. Like you feel like you're getting to know them in a parasocial way. Uh and you do develop favorites, not just based on the quality of their cooking, but also like the ones you feel like you are resonating with us as as people. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one reason why, uh, you know, another reason why the, the season long one has proven successful is that we really do have enough time to get, feel, feel like we're getting to know these people. Do we really know them? No, (laughs) like it is always like uh, whatever it is that they're presenting to the cameras and they're giving to the cameras to edit and work with. Um, But it's enough that I do find myself forming attachments and uh, rooting interest in them. Alright, well listeners, I think that is going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review that really helps us out. We'd like to thank Scott you, who composed our theme music. You can reach us by emailing feedback at ProtagonistPodcast.com or also Twitter. You can follow up at Pod or at Jaderowski. Our producer Andrew is at his minute and our Facebook fan page is Facebook.com slash podcast. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story so long you hear it's uh, about woodcrafting mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat>